Hey there, Boss Rebellers. Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wambach, and this is episode 65 of the Boss Free Society podcast. Today, we are talking about sponsorship. If you've ever wondered, hey, what can I do to get more funding for my business, to fund my dream, to fund this whole mission of what I'm doing, what I'm doing? Well, you can do that with sponsorship. And on this episode with Roberto Candelari, a very special guest, he drops so much knowledge in the realm of sponsorship because he truly is an expert and he shares a lot of what is feasible in this realm of sponsorship. So make sure and listen to the end and also you can find links on how to get in touch with Roberto Candelaria as well as free downloads on your a business resources guide that is absolutely awesome and some other goodies within the site. Check out bossresociety.com forward slash show 65. That is where you're going to get your downloads and information on, again, how you can connect with Roberto Candelaria. So here we go. This one's on sponsorship. We know you're going to love it. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Patty, we're back in the studio with another Boss Free Baller. Can't wait to interview our guest today. Yes, indeed. Especially this topic, which I think will be of major value to so many people and so many different industries. And I'll let you, Tim, take it away because you'd be so impressed with what you hear today, Paulers. So today we have Roberto Candelaria. He's the author of the Amazon number one best-selling book, Relationships Raise Money, a guide to corporate sponsorship and creator of the definitive fundraising guide, Cash for Your Cause, How to Raise Five Figures in 30 Days. Uh, He's the president of Human Returns, a boutique consulting firm helping organizations across the globe accomplish their mission. He's a longtime nonprofit veteran. Uh, Roberto learned the nonprofit and corporate sponsorship world from the ground up. After seeing firsthand the impact a well-run organization can have on a community, Roberto dedicated his life to teaching organizations profitability, growth, and long-term sustainability. An inspiring leader and in-demand speaker, trainer, and coach, Roberto has helped hundreds of leaders and organizations more effectively raise funds and execute their mission. Roberto's products and presentations on corporate sponsorship, online fundraising, board development and governance, and event planning and management have made him renowned innovative expert and there's a random fact about roberto that we're gonna let him uh we're gonna we're gonna let him talk about this a little bit roberto is a die hard disney fan and without further ado the boss free society podcast welcomes roberto candelaria hey guys how's it going <laughs> I especially appreciate the way that you pronounce that, Tim, because Tim was sweating behind the scenes saying, Patty, how do you say his name? I'm like, Roberto Candelaria. And then he's like, wait a minute. I'm like, kind of sound like a vampire a little bit. He's like, okay. And (laughs) we're practicing back and forth. But you got it nailed there, T. Good good good, job. 
Okay, so for our guest, Roberto, how are you doing? As you're laughing behind the scenes, like, what kind of nut jobs am I working with today? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's it's one of those moments where you just like wake up, you're like, and I'm where today? <laughs> <laughs> it was all good. We're entrepreneurs. This is how we roll. Like every day is a it's a new day with all kinds of adventures going on. But so specific to the random fact that you talked about, you're a diehard Disney fan. So who is your favorite character, if you have one, if you had to pick? Um, well, okay. So there, there's two different categories. Number one is favorite character, which has to be Mickey because it was all started by Mickey. Sure. However, favorite princess would be Tiana. Oh, that's a good distinction. Now, okay, Disneyland or Disney World? Ooh. Um, you know, Disneyland, because they've got a lot of the, the great Walt originals left, and there's just – you don't have as much of – the, well, you have the culture. You don't have as much of the actual attractions that Walt designed left at Walt Disney World. Oh. However, Walt Disney World has Epcot and Food and Wine Festival, which also means we can get some really good food and wine. And it's actually become a great foodie destination from across the world. So you go to Disneyland for the attractions and Disney World for the food and wine. Oh, good answer. See, look at that tip for our boss rebars. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one to bookmark. And then in terms of a Walt Disney quote, is there one that, that inspires you greatly? Ooh, you know, there, there's actually several, but I think one of my favorite Walt quotes is that you can dream, build, and create the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. Mm-hmm. And I think as, as entrepreneurs and startups or, or you know, nonprofits, that, that, that that's the truth is that, you know, we come up with these dreams, we come up with these ideas of how we want to go out, we want to make our impact in the world, we want to, you know, be able to provide for our families, we want to be able to have freedom. But at the end of the day, it takes people to make those dreams a reality, whether it be investors or sponsors or our family supporting us saying, you know what, you know what, uh, you know, go ahead, leave the job. I'll take a part-time job while you, you know, get this business going. Or, right. or you know, people that have kids, they're knowing that their kids are like, you know what, I'm willing to not eat out, you know, seven days a week anymore and just one day a week so you can follow your business dream that I've never met anybody that was a self-made millionaire, billionaire. And if they are, I think that they're full of crap because there was a bunch of people all the way around them that made choices to support them and sometimes sacrifices to help make their dreams come true. And truly, it's a journey of a lot of different chapters, so to speak, if it was in a book. And a lot of those people that come into your life are for different reasons in that time. And some you learn from, some you know help to, to provide that just incredible learning that you walk away with saying, oh my gosh, this was great because it cut, it cut some time out of this process of learning. Because I think for, for, I know speaking for me personally, this entrepreneurship thing, is so much more than I ever thought it would be. And it's nothing that you necessarily learn in school, but it's all, it's on the job training, so to speak. And then you fail a whole lot. And in the process, you meet some incredible people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I have failed so many times. I mean, I... I joke, I've got a good friend by the name of Danielle Winningham, and she's the founder of a group called the Wealthy Sisters Network. And, you know, one of the things we were joking, we were on a, a call one day, and I was just like, you know, Danielle... I've fallen so many times. I'm surprised I haven't had to have plastic surgery yet. <laughs> but like, but I keep getting up. And you know, and, and you're right, Patty. As entrepreneurs, we do that, I mean, and we we learn from not only our own failures, but I think one of the biggest opportunities that people have that sometimes we don't take as entrepreneurs is I was talking with another mentor of mine. I was just like, you know, sometimes I want to ask people 
and and I, I'm going to sound very violent here. I'm going to tell you. I sometimes I just want to grab people and shake them and be like, you know, what's more important, the ego or the dream? Because mm. if it's the ego, you can make all the mistakes yourself. But if it's the dream, learn from somebody that made them. Because I'm all for that. trial and error. But sometimes it can be somebody else's trial and error. Yeah, success leaves clues, right? Oh, yes. Well, I think, too, you mean, you, you, you're talking about Disney and, and Walt Disney. I think he's like the king of the entrepreneurs for people to learn from because he, like you said before, it all started with a mouse <laughs> and now he's, I mean, this Walt Disney world, Walt, you know, Disneyland, whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's so many different aspects of lessons that we can learn, that we can learn from him. And I love, like I've been, I was at Walt Disney world a couple of years ago and just seeing all of his quotes walking around is so inspiring. I love, I love that. And then you proposed to your wife there, didn't you? I did. I did. I proposed to my wife at Walt Disney World. See? So it all comes back. Roberto's like, see, it does. It is a magical place. It does. It does. <laughs> all right. So tell us, Roberto, what are you working on right now that you're absolutely excited about? Um, what I'm working on right now that I'm absolutely excited about is, and, and ladies and gentlemen, this is probably going to be no big surprise to you, is I'm actually taking some time to actually work on my business instead of in my business, mm. which as an entrepreneur can be extremely difficult to do. And so while we've been out creating online courses on sponsorship and on crowdfunding and teaching other people's events, I hadn't taken the time to actually build my own websites where like, like you know, I was selling online courses through webinars, but I don't, to this day, I don't have a sales page for any of my courses Wow! because we just sell them through webinars. It's like, go here. So if anybody ever wanted to buy it, it's like, okay, cool. You got to go listen to a webinar for 90 minutes and then you can if you want. And so what I'm really excited about is doing in my own business what I've been telling everybody else to do, which is automate. Yes. <laughs> and we're actually taking the time to do it right now. And I got to tell you, it's such a learning experience and I'm ecstatic because I know it lets us help more people and it teaches them how to get their fund, their dreams funded with other people's money. And now we can make it accessible to them in their own time frame, which is really exciting and also really beefing up our, our Twitter game thanks to AJ and Facebook thanks to some other people. And so we're um, really moving into automation, systematizing to help more people so they can help more people. That's brilliant. Now, now you, kind of, you said started your career in the nonprofit world. Is that correct? Yeah, but my actual sponsorship, I started in the, in the, in the nonprofit world and – Actually, how I really got started in sponsorship was a complete accident. And I think our quote of the day is it all goes back to Disney. Um, <laughs> is my, my sophomore year of high school, our choir had the opportunity to go perform at Walt Disney World. And it was one of those things where if, you know, if any of your listeners, they either have kids or know people that have kids, they're used to the bake sales and the wrapping paper sales and the magazines and everything else. And I was sitting there like, dude, like, do you know how many candy bars I have to sell to raise like a thousand dollars where I only get a quarter a piece? That's a lot. There's got to be a way better way to do this. Oh my God. Tell me you came up with a better way, Roberto, because I'm knee deep in that. I have a son who is going into freshman year and he's in show choir and, and they're pretty good. I mean, they compete in the whole nine. And I'm, I, I went to a parents meeting as a total aside, because I think this is really relevant and they're talking about bake sales and car washes and this and that and sewing kit i was like oh, 
there has to be an easier way. And they, oh, it's yeah. like they're all in 1975. <laughs> and I'm ve- I'm all ears on this one. And I know there's parents out there in our community that would love to hear more about what you're going to drop right now because it sounds like you found the solution. Well, and, and I'm laughing because when you said the bake sale thing, I remember thinking that in high school. I was just like, and, and my brain's always, I, I think, very strategically, yeah. very logically. And so I'm here like, okay. Let me get this straight. Mom has to go buy everything for these cupcakes or whatever. She has to make them. Then she has to go wrap them. Then we have to go sell. Like, like when is there ever a break-even point? <laughs> There's exactly. not. Um, I guess that was the entrepreneur in me back then. And so I remember, and they probably still have them, walking down the halls in my high school where they've got these, you know, the big poster size things where they've got like the football team and all the big athletic teams with the advertisements of all the different local businesses around them. And I just remember I was talking about to my teacher one day. I was like, what's that? She's like, oh, you know, those businesses pay to be there. And I was like, would they pay for a choir concert? Smart cookie. <laughs> you know, it didn't have a poster to put up. But yeah, we just started talking to businesses in the community and got them to pay for not only for us to go to Disney and, of course, the tax write-off because they're giving to a school, which works for you, Patty, mm-hmm. um, but also for the opportunity to have a concert at the, you know, after we came back from Disney and everything else to do, be able to perform the exact same show that we did at Disney there in our community. Otherwise, they weren't going to get to see it. Now, did I know it was called sponsorship at the time? No. I just knew that I was a kid who was on a freaking mission to get to Disney because my two childhood dreams were, number one, to perform at Disney, and that was the first time it ever got to happen, and I've got to happen a couple times since then, Mm. and number two, to be the singing animated voice of a Disney character, and I'm still waiting for that one to happen, so if any of your ballers know how to make that happen, like, you know, (laughs) hook me up, just like... Awesome, awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. So then, so to that point, from where you were in high school, and it sounds like you had these this entrepreneurial spirit already in you. Is that something that came from your family? You know, did you have parents that were entrepreneurs? Because it sounds like the seed was there at a pretty early age. You know, the, the seed was there at a, a very, very young age. And I'm very fortunate that I have a family that taught my sister and I to dream. And that they didn't just teach us to dream, but they actively gave us permission to dream and they challenged it. You know, I, I, it was one time I was probably six or seven years old. And, we, you know, my, my dad and my mom, they always came up with questions. They were like, oh, if you could do this, what would the answer be? And I like, I can't even tell you what it was I came up with. But what I remember is them looking at me and saying, you can dream anything in the world. Why not dream bigger? And they said that at a very young age. And so I've, I've kept that with me. And I, I challenge my students and my, my coaching clients and my mentees the same way. It's like, you can dream anything in this world. You got to put a little bit of elbow grease in to make it happen. But if you can dream it, you can actually go do it. And so let's go do it. But you can't do it if you don't dream it. And so that entrepreneurial thing, it actually stuck because my dad it was a different form of entrepreneurialism, I guess you could say. But my dad was a migrant worker. And so my dad grew up picking cottons, picking onions, picking carrots, doing all of that. And, um, you know, him and my uncle Ray talk and joke that, you know, when it came to their high school prom, they were able to go to prom, but their dates wanted to be nowhere near them. <laughs> because what my, my, what my uncle and my, and my dad did is, you know, family, you know, big family, small house, they're all migrant workers. What they did to be able to afford to go to prom and to get tuxes and all that is they, during, it was onion season, they went and picked onions oh. overtime, picking onions so they could take their, their dates to prom. Like I said, their dates didn't want to be anywhere near them, but they had that sense of pride 
of wanting something and working for it and seeing that end goal. Now, at the end, it didn't work out exactly the way that they wanted, but they knew what it was like to work for something. And they instilled that in us from a very young age, you know, the power of of work and a work ethic and dreaming and, and the power of, of money. And yeah. I mean, I think y'all, if y'all are like me, y'all made stupid mistakes with money at some point in your Absolutely. life. I made plenty of them. But what they also taught me is that when you make a mistake, you can go back and say, okay, you know what, I got to eat a little bit of, um, of humble pie. Either I need some help or how do I fix this? How do I fix this? And so I've been very fortunate that my dad did that. He went to IBM and after being an IBM or became an IBM business partner and then has had several businesses of his own. And so, yes, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I think more importantly, a family that taught us at a very young age. And so for any of you parents out there, a family that taught us that we could do anything we wanted if we were actually willing to work for it. And so entrepreneurialism bug or not, giving a child permission to dream, to know that they can do anything in this world if they're willing to work for it, they may not want to be an entrepreneur. They may want to be the CEO of a Fortune 100 company. Let them do that. And so I think that's what gave me permission to be an entrepreneur and to have three businesses that fell flat on their face and put me over $30,000 in debt to now having all the brains that I have and having a successful business because I knew this, this is what I really want. I want to create that lifestyle where for me, I spend 100 days a year at Disney. I'm not quite to 100 days a year yet, but you know, it's one of those things. That's my goal. And I know that I have to work my hindsight off to get there. But I also know that the more that I work, the more people that I can help. And the more people I help, the more people that they get to help. And so it's just this big ripple effect. But it all started, in my case, with my parents. And it all started with that, you can do anything in the world. Why not dream bigger? Well, your parents are amazing. That's and it's, exactly. so, it's beautiful because kids already have that ability to to have the imagination and the dreaming and somewhere along the lines the parents are like, oh, you know, you need to get your head out of the clouds. But that, in fact, for you, it was you started out as a child with that imagination and they just encouraged it and encouraged it. And so that, that's where you are. And that's it's it's a beautiful testament to their parenting and what they were able to achieve and what you've been able to achieve as well. Big ups to your... My question to you is just so our ballers are on the same page with everything is what is sponsorship? You know, there's a, a crazy book definition for it. I don't like it. So uh, I'm not going to tell them the book definition. My definition of sponsorship is essentially that if you have something that, that you believe in, whether it be a product, a service, an event, your website, your books, your podcast, whatever it may be. Essentially, if it's something legal, keyword there is legal, and a company sees value in it, it can be sponsored. Now, I say that to say that as long as it's something legal, my definition of sponsorship is somebody funds your dream with their money as long as you help them reach their business goal. You know, using this podcast as an example, let's say, you know, there's a company that had a business goal that they're trying to reach more people who are entrepreneurs or trying to start podcasts or, or trying to leave the J-O-B, then, you know, that's their goal is to reach more people. Then they would come to you and be like, hey, Patty, Tim, you know what? Got this thing going on right now. And we want to talk to people that are trying to be part of a boss-free society. They're, they want to get rid of that job. And we, this is the, the tool that we have to help them. Do you think that we could pay you to keep doing the podcast and do all the great stuff that y'all are doing to help people? But at the same time, let those people know that we're here to help them do that. And then that helps us reach our business goal. It gets us more sales. We get the return on investment we're looking for. And you get to keep doing what you're doing. So it's a complete 
win-win for absolutely everybody involved. And to me, that's what sponsorship is. Yeah, that's a, it's a great it's a great explanation. So in terms of qualifying criteria, can you kind of help people along? Say, I'm an author. I'm an author. I wrote a book. Would I be eligible for sponsorship if I'm an individual or a solopreneur? Well, see, my gut answer is to always say yes to that right away. Right. So I'm going to requalify it with Let's pretend that your book is legal first and then yes. Yes, yes. if it's legal. <laughs> yes, all of our examples are legal. <laughs> if, it's, if it's legal and somebody sees value in it, because I got to tell you, uh, Patty, I have seen the craziest thing. I mean, I've seen toilet paper sponsored. What? I mean, porta potties, where somebody, Charmin, sponsored porta potties at an event. They were, the, I mean, that was the most popular porta potties I've ever seen because it was Charmin toilet paper at the, at the porta potties and not the usual stuff that they have there. <laughs> I have seen, I mean, if you think about it, um, y'all, y'all know Grumpy Cat. Yes, of yeah. course. Grumpy Cat, like the little cat with the crazy grin. Friskies, sponsored by Friskies to sit there with a the little can of Friskies next to the cat's ugly face. Yeah. Every single one of your listeners can do something besides make an ugly face that actually brings value to this world. <laughs> at least I believe that. And so- the answer to that, to that question, after all of that, is, is yes, they can. What it is, is it, it's positioning ourselves in such a way that these companies can see the value in it. And the way that we do that is we, well, first of all, is I challenge everybody to go out, pull out a piece of paper, and, and then just write down a list of every single company that you want to be sponsored by. Mm-hmm. Even if you think that you're not ready for them right now, write down that list. Because what that will tell us and what that will tell you, more importantly, is the type of brands you want to work with. And so, you know, let's say that you write down a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America. What that tells us is that you want to work with financial institutions. Mm -hmm. Now, you may not feel that you're ready for that Bank of America or Wells Fargo yet. But since you want to work with financial institutions, let's start with that local credit union. Start with that state bank. You know, start regionally or locally so you have the track record to then go to that Bank of America or go to Wells Fargo. And so every single person is, you know, the author is valid. They are sponsorable. It's defining what do we have that can help our sponsor, help that company reach their business goal. And the best way to find out what that business goal is is to ask them. You know, so many people I think make the bigger mistake and this is just, you know, my own personal opinion and experience is they'll come up with a sponsorship deck and be like, "Hi, you can do levels 1, 2 or 3 and if you don't want to do 1, 2 or 3, sorry, adios, can't take your money." And I'm over here like, "No. No, 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 no. Like I'm the person that likes and they they didn't pay me to say this, but I love Panera bread." And like the reason that I go into Panera Bread is every time I go in, I get to pick two. But I do that because when we're there, it's like, okay, today I might want soup sandwich. Tomorrow I want soup salad. Today I might want a cookie. Tomorrow I want lemonade. Today I might want none of that. But as humans, we want this choice. And we feel restricted or we feel disrespected or dishonored when we're not given a choice and we're told, you have to do this and there is no other way. Well, as, as entrepreneurs and as humans, we want that choice. Why would we not give our sponsors that same ability and that same choice, knowing that human beings are the ones making the decisions anyways? Right. That's a really good point. At what point, because with other shows that we've featured, people on that have come in and talked about the importance of 
building a list, right? Could I feasibly say, I'd love to have a sponsor, but I don't know that I have a list necessarily or a captive audience. That's probably too early, right? I guess at what point, at what point am I ready? Is there qualifying criteria? Like, do I have an audience? Is that what I need? And if so, is there a magic number? Yeah. You know, to me, I, going back to the cookie cutter thing, I, I, I truly believe that there's not a set number. What I look at and what has helped me build relationships and do all that we've done and help my students and clients be successful in sponsorship is talking to these brands and finding out what their business goal is. So, you know, Patty, we're going to put Patty on the spot here, Tim. Mm-hmm. You know, if, 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 if you were to have any clothing company sponsor you, any clothing company, who would it be? Dolce Gabbana. Okay. So see, she's going to have Dolce & Gabbana sponsor her, Okay. Now, if I'm going to say what I'm about to say is completely not politically correct, so everybody just deal with it for a little while. Um, so let's say that you want a Dolce & Gabbana to sponsor you in your clothing. And you know, you've got this great podcast. You're starting this movement. You and Tim are going out there making a difference. You're helping these entrepreneurs take it to the next level. Y'all are having a dance party with me right now. And you know, the thing is, is that y'all, are, y'all are really helping people get out there in the world. And so Dolce & Gabbana is that brand of – prestige. It's got the mystique behind it. It's, you know, it's very blue chip, you know, in the, in the IT world, it's very IBM. It's, it's very, you know, this is what someone aspires to. So if it were a podcast for elementary school teachers who were wanting to teach kids to read more books and you had a listenership of 3 million people, would it be a fit for Dolce & Gabbana to sponsor a group of elementary school with 3 million people. Right, absolutely not. As opposed to maybe you've got this podcast and right now some of these people might be, let's say, you know, once again, this is all hypothetical, ladies and gentlemen listening. I do not know their numbers, full disclaimer here. (laughs) I'm being a big exaggeration. And let's say you had a podcast that that helped – Entrepreneur, you know, people that want to be entrepreneurs leaving corporate America, their VP level and above. And I mean, it was a a crappy month and only 10 people listen to the show. That's still a better fit for Dolce & Gabbana because it's 10 highly qualified people that are all VP and above. And so it's not so much about the quantity of people, but about the quality of the target market that that sponsor is trying to reach. Because for me, you know, whether it be for-profit world or non-profit world, I would rather have 50 or 100 decision makers in a room that can make a decision to take an action on getting sponsored or building a business strategy as opposed to a room of 10,000 people who are there to, oh my gosh, I get a free book. Exactly. That's such in business, a good answer. We, we, need the, the, we, we want that decision maker. And so they're looking for the same thing too. They're looking for the quality over the quantity. Now, that said, where they might take the quantity is if it were some sort of like community give back or something where they're trying to show y'all didn't hear this. Uh, so I come up with all types of things that I think about. And then like the little voice inside my head says, don't say that. And no, I'm just go like, but I'm going it. to see now her voice said, say it. So I mean, it was just like, like BP right after the oil spills in the Gulf. Right. And it was like, y'all just completely polluted the world for the rest of all time. And it's never going to get better. They're going to be able to clean it up, but, Let's face it, you killed a bunch of things and they're not coming back. Right. Like that was really, really, really bad BP. But then all of a sudden, BP didn't care. I mean, they, they care about the environment and what they did. But the way that they take their mind off of it is to say, 
oh, you know what? There's an animal refuge in New Orleans. Let's write them a big check. There's over this over here in the golf course. Let's write them a big check. And so for them, it wasn't even so much about the target market, about how can we make people think that we're doing good. And because we're doing good, they're going to forget about the bad thing over here and polluting the environment for the rest of all time. It's our perception. And, and so that's the other part of that sponsorship thing where – the quantity for them did matter, and it wasn't so much about the quality because at that point, their panic business goal was we need people to think that we did good and we care about the environment. Mm-hmm. And so they reacted. So also keep in mind that any type of disruption, any type of chaos, any type of big news thing that, that like completely happens in your industry, whatever your industry may be as an entrepreneur – whether you're an author, a speaker, whether you've you know, got a brick-and-mortar shop, or whether you've got a restaurant, any type of anything that causes like this huge shift and this huge chaos, people are like, whoa, what the heck's going on? There's sponsorship money there because somebody's going to be trying to figure out, okay, how do I make myself look good in all of this? Wow. And so you can actually capitalize on the opportunity because of that shakeup, because of that disruption, because of the chaos as well. That is amazing. So can you tell, tell us a little bit about some of your students or clients' experience with your boot camp? Just a little bit about your boot camp and how someone who is, again, a solopreneur or has a small business, they're going through your boot camp and perhaps a case study results on what they were able to achieve when they implemented. Sure. You know, um, I've got several favorite ones. You know, say, so Sponsorship Bootcamp is my live three-day event, and our online course is the Sponsorship Roadmap. One of my favorite stories, um, actually, y'all need to have her on the show. Uh, Her name's Debbie Savayano, and Debbie is just an absolute sweetheart. To give background, she started as a school bus driver in a school district, and in that same school district, retired many years later as a principal. Wow. Worked her way up from school bus driver to principal. And now she travels the world as a social media strategist, teaching people specifically around LinkedIn. And whether they're looking to leave the corporate world, how to show their LinkedIn to say, I'm looking to leave here, or whether they're staying in the corporate world, how to position their LinkedIn profiles to get more people looking for them so they can maybe get that job that'll free them up to have a little bit more time to start their business. Exactly. And I, I said that last part to start their business. She didn't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that's why some people look for jobs. They're like, hey, I can leave my 80-hour a week and go to a 40-hour week. That frees me up 40 hours that I can start my business. You know, And so, I mean, it, it is a reality for some people. And I met Debbie when she came to my three-day event sponsorship boot camp. Like I said, she loves social media, just rocking social media. And one of the things I teach is how to effectively use social media to get sponsors. I love it because she was actually the first person that I know of. I'm not going to say nobody else did it. She's the first person that came back to me and was like, holy crap, I did this and it worked and Kind Bars just sponsored me. (gasps) And then the next thing you know, she's doing stuff and then White House Black Market is sponsoring her clothes. What? And then the next thing you know, she's now doing some stuff with Corner Bakery and her goal right now. So GM, if you're listening, her goal right now is to have an Escalade sponsored and she's working on it. But – you know, there's, there's her, and she went out and did it step by step. And what she does is she's, like I said, social media strategy. She teaches people how to use LinkedIn. Then there is Alina Fernandez. She is known as the Positive Mom Online, and she works with mompreneurs, teaching them how to run their businesses. But as a mommy blogger, she's gone out. She's been sponsored by Disney, sponsored by SeaWorld, by Strayer University, by Steve Harvey, by Lego, by Office Max, and her two little girls – who are absolutely adorable. They're probably my youngest sponsorship success stories. They're like (laughs) eight and nine or nine and 10. And they wrote a a book called I Love Me, Seven Steps to Self-Esteem for Teens or something like that for kids. And 
they went in, they, 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 they went through my crowdfunding course and they crowdfunded their first book. And then after they crowdfunded their first book, they went and got sponsorship to do book signings and then be able to give those books to kids that needed it most, whether they be in orphanages or to kids in the, in the, the, you know, the women's shelters. And so they're out there crushing it. Uh, Christina Daves, another one of my students, uh, she runs PR for Anyone. So another person y'all should have on the show. Um, Christina Daves runs a company by the name of PR for Anyone. You know, she's now being sponsored by, by Microsoft 365, by Skype, by PR Newswire. Oh, my gosh. And these were all people that when they came to me, they either A, didn't know what sponsorship was, or B, had a serious misconception that it was only for nonprofits. And they were like, well, I'm a for-profit business. I can't get it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. There's <laughs> lots of money out there, and we're going to show you how to get it. But, but like you said – they, they went and they implemented. And so we got everything from a social media strategist to mommy blogger, mommy blogger. to Christina. And, and this might speak to, I mean, especially to you, Patty, you're going to get this. You know, Christina has other businesses and she came to me trying to get sponsorship. But as part of growing PR for anyone, her, her, her new business at the time and getting sponsorships, her biggest goal in that was not only to help more people, but to make sure she didn't miss one of the son's hockey games, to make sure she didn't miss lacrosse. She's got daughters in cheerleading and volleyball. So as well as running three other businesses, she's also you know, carpooling not only her kids but other kids in the morning, being hockey mom, volleyball mom, lacrosse mom, <laughs> cheerleading mom. So she's totally present though because she yeah. really has the best, the best of both worlds. And sponsorship has allowed her to do that even more because oh now she accepts sponsorship. It allows the time to free up to spend more time with the kids, to not miss the soccer games, to travel with the kids when they're at nationals. And so sponsorship is not just about the business piece. I mean, it's really cool, but it truly does give you the funds to not only fund the business, but, you know, Patty, Tim, and y'all don't have to answer this if you don't want. And even for the listeners, just a recorded thing, you know, on the low end, you know, what could an extra 10 or an extra 20 or an extra $50,000 do for your business? And, and, and that's what it is. And that, you know, that's being conservative saying, you know, hey, what can an extra 10 or 20 grand do for you? And I talk about it just like, hey, 10, 10 or 20 grand. But the fact is sponsorships over a 50, five, zero, and actually closer to $54 billion a year, billion with a B, industry a year. So we just need a little piece of the yeah, pie, just, just a little sliver. That's like, sliver. like you know, sliver. what could 25 grand do or 50 grand? Yeah, is that, that, would be is that your new virtual assistant? Absolutely. Does that mean you can go work part-time? Is it allow you to bring on the team to build the websites, to hire the salespeople? You know, it's not just about, you know, like I said, getting them the business goal and helping them reach it, which it is. It allows us to take our own businesses to the next level, which allows us to help more people. And so sponsorship yes. really is about funding that dream. It allows you to get the VAs to set everything up. It allows you to get the salespeople to go sell your sponsorships for you. It allows you to be able to hire the event managers when y'all do the, you know, the boss free society live event with all these people that have gotten out and now they are boss free and you bring them all together for an event. It allows you to pay for that event. And so sponsorship truly funds the dream. It allows you to build that community, but you actually have to go start (laughs) in order to get a sponsor. Brilliant. So, so how does someone find out more about your event to get in touch with you? Because it's so inspirational, especially for small businesses, businesses and and I, I you know everyone talks about 90% of businesses fail in their first five years or whatever and it sounds like nobody's talking about sponsorship people talk or they live in the problem not in the solution and I think what you're doing is presenting a solution a very viable solution and a roadmap to take people 
to a different level that where they're really truly creating a business that they love and that's thriving. How does someone get in touch with you? So tell us about your event, your event, the boot camp. I want to go. It sounds so <laughs> in, it sounds incredible, Roberto. Okay, well, Patty. Well, so I guess I'm saying something here before my email list even hears about it. Our actually our next sponsorship boot camp is actually September 11th through 13th of this year. So I realize that's really close for some people. But all that information is at sponsorshipbootcamp.com. Otherwise, if you can't make it those days, have no fear because I live online and online is a really cool place to be. You can go to robertocan.com, Roberto C-A-N, so robertocan.com because my name is so long that, let's face it, I misspell it sometimes too. So (laughs) if I misspell it, other people are also. So go to robertocan.com and we've also got, uh, as you go there, you can find information on all of our online courses, events, but more importantly, there's a five-part complimentary sponsorship e-course there, and you can go and you'll learn about what sponsorship is, how to figure out if it's for you, what type of benefits you could offer people, and it's absolutely free as long as you give me your email address. So I guess it's not really free because you have to give me something, oh, but, but if you give me your so- email address, then I'll, then I'll give you this course, and then after you get it, if you're just like, ah, you know what, better not, didn't really like it, then, you know, just hit unsubscribe and all's cool. No hard feelings, but at least you got some great training and then go implement it and then go get a sponsor and then come back to me like, dude, I just got a sponsor, but I unsubscribed. So now I have to resubscribe to tell you. And I'll be like, cool. Um, (laughs) Or hang out with me on Twitter. Roberto teaches, R-O-B-E-R-T-O-T-E-A-C-H-E-S. That's why I have an editor because y'all got to see my face do that. Yeah, Roberto teaches. Hang out with me on Twitter. Let me know what you think about this interview, what you like, what you don't like, comments, insults. And I reply to all of them because I like to hang out and have fun. Yeah, you're amazing on Twitter. You're very engaging on Twitter. So as we're transitioning toward the, because if you want to believe it, we're, we've been on on almost 40 minutes, which is incredible because this this topic is so cool. Yeah, but, we, we have scratched the surface too. I know. I mean, there's so much. So people, please take note of the fact that Roberto's offering this free five-part sponsorship e-course free. I mean, you would be silly not to test that, uh, to check that out. We will have that in the show notes for you. But as we're transitioning out, if your life were a song, what would the title be? Oh, wow. Gosh. You know, that was like the hardest question of the day. Because <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, well, well, so many songs came into my head all at once. And I was like, how do you pick just one? I'm and thinking so, it's um, a small world. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Have you ever written that and gotten stuck in that last room? Oh, my gosh. One time I was stuck there for like 20 minutes when they're singing It's a Small World in like 30 different languages. And I was just like, somebody, please. <laughs> and for you to say that and for you to say that is big. No, I've been on that ride a million times. My parents love it. Okay, so so song though. There was actually several different songs that came into my head and people can figure out the theme. So the first one actually goes back to Princess Tiana, okay. which is why Princess Tiana is my favorite princess because personal opinion, I think that she's the only princess up until Frozen came out, but even still part of it. She's the only princess that actually was just like, hey, you know what? I got this dream and I'm going to work for it. And if, whether I got to scrub floors or cook the food or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it and I'm going to work for my dream until it becomes a reality. And there's going to be a lot of challenges along the way, but I'm going to keep working until I'm there. And so the first song, it's one of the songs that I listen to almost every day from Princess and the Frog is called I'm Almost There. Oh, um, I love that. I got chills. I got chills. I, no, it's just like, I don't. The big goal always changes. The picture always changes. But all I know is that every day I keep working and I'm like a day closer to it. Um, and then for the Broadway fanatics, Defying Gravity from Wicked is a yes. huge song for me. And then every now and then you have one of those days where you're just like, what the heck am I doing? 
Why am I here? <laughs> I feel so lost. Somebody help me. Um, and those are my lost in the wilderness days from Stephen Schwartz's uh, Children of Eden. <laughs> but mainly almost there. <laughs> so so now that you've covered all the emotions. <laughs> so, R- Roberto, what, uh, what book has positively shaped you that we can uh, tell our boss free ballers about? Oh, wow. Okay. So, so two. Uh, number one is a book by a client who became a dear friend, a book called Big Dreams Take Small Sacrifices. Ooh. It's written by a gentleman by the name of Serena. And Serena, if you listen to this, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your last name, Vasegi. Big Dreams Take Small Sacrifices. Serena has cerebral palsy, extremely bad. And so he jokes that, you know, he's, I mean, he's an international public speaker. He uh, has been to the Super Bowl with Pete Carroll giving speaking to the Seattle Seahawks. He's given motivational speeches to USC right before the Rose Bowl. He's like, and all this, and I'm not even qualified to flip burgers at McDonald's because of my, <laughs> my disease. And so, like, I laugh about it because he laughs about it too. But, you know, I, it's one of those books that just really brings things into perspective because, you know, Serena is a man that is so driven by his dream to help people. But at the same time, he's a, he's a proud dad of two and he'll never be able to hold his two sons by himself mm. because of his medical condition. And so that book is absolutely just just one that everybody needs to read. Oh, we'll definitely um, post that in the show notes. It sounds incredible. And a shameless plug for Tim, because Tim has a two-man show that travels the country called Handicap This. And his partner in the performance, uh, he also has cerebral palsy. And See? Yeah, it's big. You need to meet Serena also. Yeah, that sounds great. Yes, yeah. Tim, you must. It's sound, he sounds like an amazing person and very much congruent to the way that you guys operate as well. Right. So like, awesome. So Tim, do you want to ask the magical last the question? The last, ma- no. Roberto, we're at the magical last question. <laughs> He's like, I'm not uh, leaving. <laughs> so well, I'm what, like, is it like a last song question? Or I was just like, that, so you're like sweating. Ours. This one will be a lot easier than that one. I think Roberto, I think this one you'll be able to knock out of the park very, uh, very quickly. Um, what sage advice can you offer our boss free ballers? Uh, something that could, that they can do in the next 24, 48 hours it will help move their business forward. Yeah, I do know the answer. And it was an answer for me. And it's one that over the years I've had to constantly remind myself of because I, go, I think as entrepreneurs and even as human beings, we go through days where we're just like, oh my gosh, this was like the best day in the world. To the next day, we're just like, oh my gosh, why did I get out of bed today? Yes. And so the best advice I can give anybody in business or I'd say even in life is to decide and not just decide, but to believe that you're worth it. And whatever that it is, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's different for everybody. But whatever that is, is decide and believe that you are worth it. Because when you believe that you're worth it, when you decide to step into your own greatness and you can say, you know what? It's okay for me to shine. No matter what that shining is, when you say it's okay for Braden bring my voice, my light, my message into the world – and help more people, that means that those people can go help more people. And I once had a lady tell me, and her name was Lisa Nichols. Look at me several years ago. And I was actually working for a company. I was working in the corporate world. Um, and Lisa looked at me and she said, why aren't you in business? And I was like, well, da, da, da. I came up with a list of this stuff. And Lisa Nichols looked at me and she said, are you that selfish to believe that nobody needs to know what you need to know? I mean, or, that nobody needs to know what you know. What do you know? And I was like, well, no. She's like, then why aren't you teaching it? Oh, that's such great. And that advice. was the day that I had to stop and say, you know what? I'm worth it. 
It's okay for me to shine. It's okay for me to like come out of like being this ghost in the background, doing it for everybody else. But it's my time to shine and I can help other people. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need that reminder because, you know, your family may not believe in you every day. Your kids may not believe in you every day. Your customers sometimes might not believe in you and sometimes society. But if you believe in yourself every single day, it will give you the drive and the motivation that you need to continue going forward, to grow your business, to make your difference, to make your impact, and to teach, I believe ultimately, other people to live their dreams as well. But you have to believe in yourself first. True story. Brilliantly put. How about it? Yeah, that, that was just a amazing summary to a wonderful interview. Please, Boss Reballers, take a listen again and again. And again, we're going to have the show notes for you with the free five-part sponsorship e-course from Roberto, as well as all the ways that you can get a hold of them. Thank you so much. You're a magnificent soul. You're so much fun and such a beautiful person. Like, just your personality is so cool. We're we're going to have to see that office Yes. After it's done, all yes. the Disney. We're going to do another Disney, show yes. with Roberto. Yes. So we can see Roberto part one. This is part one of a five part series. <laughs> <laughs> Roberto Unplugged is going to be the next one. And then we'll have bar. Disney sponsor it. That's yes. what we'll do. <laughs> exactly. I was to say, this one wasn't pretty plugged, so I'd hate to see Unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. There you have it. Thank you so much. As always, hit us up and we will tell you all about the rest of how to get in touch with Roberto. Roberto, thank you so much. We salute you for being a Boss Free Baller. Thank you. Have a great day. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other Boss Free minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.